When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. It's time for All Aboard, thanks to Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Whether you're on the road or out at sea, Dometic has you covered. Our special guest this morning is none other than Lee Rayner, host of Fishing Edge. Good morning, Leroy. Good morning, boys. How are you going today? We're going not too bad, but not as good as you were in the past couple of weeks. You ventured, or I'm going to say down to, but up to Evans Head, I'm pretty <laughs> up sure, up there, above Sydney up there, and just south yeah. of Byron Bay. A little bit of an exciting yeah, trip. It's. Um, I, didn't, I, I knew it was a long way up the coast when I started driving, but I didn't realise how far it actually was till in the end the, the road sign said like 52 kilometres to Byron Bay and like 200 <laughs> to Brisbane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Did rates come up with let, you because you could have taken the kids up to Byron? <laughs> um, got no mates and would never suggest a kid in a car. So, yeah, fair call. Uh, yeah, so actually, no, I did it on my own. I picked up a mate in Wollongong, and then from there, um, yeah, we I got picked up my cameraman from the airport in Sydney, and then from there we went went up to Byron, uh, to, to Evans. And if you haven't been there, guys, what a place! Like if I could describe it um, to Victorians, probably along the lines of a Bermagui, just a you know small little seaside sort of town, and the fishing there is off tap. The, the options you've got up in that part of the world are just what makes those places so good so um we got some great stuff on film not not lots and lots of fish but the quality of the fish at this time of year we did not fish bait for the whole week we just fished lures and we caught mulloway big kingfish and the snapper fishing aaron let me tell you it leaves your knees shaking when you just get towed up by a snapper on 20 pound braid and you just did not even look like landing it. it's just something else Lee, I actually thought, uh, given your last post on Instagram, that Aaron had actually gone up with you. <laughs> the fish go. did look something. very, very similar, that beautiful big snapper, but I thought it looked a lot like yeah. you, Aaron. This is the big knob on his head that gives it away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, most most of the comments that came when I put that photo up was, wow, that thing's got a nose nearly as big as yours, um, and stuff like that. So, But there, there are different class of fish. Have you guys ever caught those North Coast snapper? No, no I haven't at all. that looks like that, no. Yeah, they're, they're just a, they're a completely different strain of snapper, obviously, to what we get here. And do they fight? Like, the bite on those things, the rod, there is no knocking, banging, tapping, whatever. Like, the rod literally just cracks over, and those things are just ripping line, and you're going, nah, can't be a snapper, can't be a snapper. And they just fight all the way to the boat. Like they're, And they do bust you off. Like, you're not fishing necessarily hard ground, but if they get anywhere near a ledge or a bit of reef, they literally just smash you up into the bottom. And you're just going, what the hell was all that about? So their heaps of fun to catch, guys. In terms of their their edibility, I suppose, Leroy, um, yep. I've always found the northern kingfish are not quite 
as nice a tasting yep. as the southern kingfish. Um, in terms of the snapper, is there a similar thing with the trait of their flesh? Uh, I think it is. The boys definitely say the small ones up there are better eating. Uh, we didn't keep any to, to eat, but the boys say definitely. And you're 100% right about the kingfish, Pat. Like the boys, we went out and got kings sort of like 12 kilos and stuff like that. And the boys just go, mate, we don't even eat them because they're just not not good eating in that part of the world. And I think it's definitely due to that water being warm. Like the water was 22 and a half degrees up there in, you know, the middle of July. So yeah, it's crazy. it just sort of has a different effect, I suppose, on, on the fish's edibility. But you know what? In that part of the world too, when you're looking for food, you go and catch pearl perch. There's mulloway, there's, there's mackerel, there's all that sort of stuff. So you're not really worrying about, I suppose, a feed of snapper. Uh, this is going to go down your alleyway a bit here, Pat, but uh, traditionally Port Phillip Bay is an area where bait fishing is the more dominant, uh, successful way to catch uh, bags of snapper. The further you yep. push up north and lee, we often talk about this all the time, even just even on the east coast of Victoria down Gippsland Way, uh, you start to get more fish on micro jigs and along the likes, uh, plastics, where New South Wales and higher, does it... St- is it very good on the hard bodies and stuff up there as well? Oh, it is, mate. It really is. not it? But it's still a lot of guys drift there and fish with bait too. Like, don't get me wrong. And, and probably the way they fish with bait, they're the successful guys, is you anchor up, you burly, and you fish a floating bait. Like you and I do, Aaron, when we go offshore, I always like to fish that, that floating bait out the back, yep. just stripping it back. Um, and up there, that's a very successful way. But the way we were fishing for these reds is so much fun, man. We've got to go and do it locally next time you and I are out. We were just drifting along the edge of the reefs, not so much up on the high ground, on that rubble edge that we always try and fish anyway. And we were fishing three rods, and you're casting at 45 degrees, and you cast one out, and then you just wait a minute or so, and you cast the next one out at 45 degrees, and the next one. And as those plastics, we were fishing 30 metres of water with a quarter-ounce jig head and a six-inch plastic, right? They're just sinking down through the water column like a floating bait. Once they sort of get, you know, horizontal to you, as they start to lift again, you wind that one in, you cast it out, and you do the same thing again. And it was deadly effective, man. Absolutely deadly effective at catching the big snapper. Obviously, you've had a good couple of weeks or good week there, Lee. The best time yep. of the year to visit Evans Heads, is it around this time of the year? Obviously, for, for southern states, it's a great time because it's bloody yep. freezing in Victoria and you can head up north and catch some great fish. But um, in terms of the seasons, when's a good time to, to hit Evans Heads? Oh. I think in that part of the world it's always a good time, but but this winter sort of period, um, you know, boys say June, July, August, you, you know, there's still big mackerel there. There's your snapper, your kings. There's the great bottom fish like your pearl perch and all that. So yeah, but then as your warmer months roll by, like the boys are telling me the stories about cobia just cruising along all these reefs and just surface like surface feeding cobia and mackerel and all this. And I'm just like, don't don't tell me this stuff, guys. Like there's just so much <laughs> going on there, but. Um, yeah, such a good part of the world. And the thing is, too, you've got other options. You've got Woolai, you've got Aluta, you've got Yamba, you've got Byron. So you can always move up and down the coast. Like if you set an hour and a half in each direction, there's multiple ports that you can fish out of and the estuaries. And even the estuary there at Evans Head is known for, for big flathead. That had a big tournament there the week before. And I think the best flathead caught there was like 98 centimetres or something ridiculous mm. like that. Sounds so like an ordinary, got ordinary plenty, spot. Yeah, terrible, terrible spot, mate. Like, I said, it's funny, I said to the boys in the car on the way home, because my mate Sam, who I fished with up there, he's fished it a lot. Okay, and I actually said, I go, if myself or someone like Aaron had good move there, we would literally go into a tailspin for about six months because we would not know 
which way to go and what to do because you'd be wanting to catch kingfish, snapper, tuna, flathead, mackerel, cobia and do everything all at once because there's well, so many would- options. Lee, you and I both love the marlin fishing. We love it. Both yes. of us are the pa- it's one of our biggest passions. How far yep. is the marlin fishing away from the area? Is it a good marlin fishery? Um, you're not going to like this, Aaron. So all the all the fishing we da- did was in a 15-kilometre radius of the coast, right? And the, at, at the furthest most point we fished out for, say, kingfish was about 10 kilometres and 12 kilometres out. And the boys said... They go, oh, happens all the time in winter. You'll be fishing for kings on the reef out here, and all the time you just see a striped marlin swim past the boat. Sounds <laughs> you just go, no, Yeah, good. Thanks, fellas. Thanks very much. So, um, yeah, great well, marlin grounds, blue marlin, striped marlin, black marlin, all that. All those fish come down the coast past those parts of the world to get to us at the south coast. So, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Lee, let's head back to Victoria quickly. Um, game fishing yep. fever, your store. We've seen... Great captures of, of tuna off Portland uh, recently. Um, only because I showed you some photos. <laughs> <laughs> the shop's still being busy yeah. with people chasing those elusive tuna. It, oh, it certainly has, boys. But I tell you what is heartbreaking. Um, and I don't know if Victorians are totally aware of it yet, but this yellowfin tuna bite up the coast is the best guys are saying they've seen for over 20 years. Like, there is lots and lots of big yellowfin tuna up in New South Wales. And the bite is actually at the moment sort of off Aladulla. Um, like Mike Benici got 14 fish on Sunday and he got nine casting stick baits that were, two of them were 52 and 71 kilos. So there's all this stuff going on there. We've got big bluefin down here. It's, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to, to sort of decide where to go and what to do. But um, I think whatever you do, you just got to do like Aaron does. You, you make a plan. You make a good decision and you stick to it and you be persistent. And if you do that, you're going to catch those sorts of trophy fish like those bluefin that Aaron got this week. Well, to make a plan with these yellowfin, Lee, there's a, there, like you said, it's been 20-odd years since we've seen numbers like this. Yep. And you were, you were just shy of actually going out for a day's fishing on them. But how do you make a plan? Is it? Are we looking at – I always talk about rip charts and the currents of the oceans. Yep. What are we actually looking for for these for yellowfin rather than the bluefin? On the yellowfin, they are very current dependent, um, or they'll be on the edge of a current. We've got a bit of a temperature break. Um, like the boys are saying, sort of 20.2 to 20.5 degree waters where they're finding them. Close by, there's about sort of a, you know, it's a 19 degree drop. Those fish are on that, that leading edge. There's lots of bait on that leading edge, being sourries and flying fish, and that's what these tuna are feeding on. Um, so you want to try and find that on the rip charts. But then I suppose the other thing you want to do is try and find that little weather window where you can get a couple of days shot at them because these fish, they're like the bluefin here. They're not easy to catch. You'll see them jumping around, yep. but that doesn't mean you're going to get a bite. And they've done exactly what our fish do here, Aaron. They fed very, very hard Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then yesterday and today, the fish are really quiet. So if you, yep. you, know, if you go on that little short window, you may miss that bite window. So if you can give yourself a couple of days, you're going to be far better off. Simple question, what pulls harder, a 50-kilo yellowfin or a 50-kilo bluefin lead? Because I've never caught a big yellowfin. I've only caught yellowfin. them up to 20, 30 yellowfin. kilos. Yeah. Hands yellowfin. down? Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. 60-kilo yellowfin will just towel you up. Like, they go. Um, even on the bite, you can tell the difference between a yellowfin bite on a lure and a, yellow, and a bluefin bite on a lure. The yellowfin are just screaming when they eat that lure. So, um, or, you know, when they eat a cube or whatever, but... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, our big bluefin are tough. 
but they're hundred kilo fish too. But but you get a fifty kilo yellowfin, they are very very impressive animals. That's for sure. I know um, a couple of my friends, Tom and Chloe Lawrence, they had a fish on the other week that they had on for three and a half hours on twenty four. Tom said it was about eighty plus kilos, but yeah, three and a half hours on twenty four for that fish, and they lost it at the boat. Well, I had a fish on uh, last week that was three hours and fifteen minutes, which was a hundred and. 105 kilos, so it sort of explains yep. it a bit on 24 kilo as well, so explains it a yep. bit there, so there you go. Patrick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, let's let's go fishing, guys. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to watching it when it does hit our screens on Fishing Edge. Lee Raynut, thanks for joining us on Real Adventures this morning. Anytime, boys. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Leroy. No, no dramas, man. Good luck. Have a good arvo, boys. That was All Aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Now it's time for Red's Review for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions for store locations. Visit thirstycamel.com.au. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.